When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vanderbury BMW, even for just the company and a nice drive. And when you're down here, just have a look at these beautiful machines that are on sale uh, right across the weekend. It's already started, runs through until Sunday. The big sale event on down here at Berwick BMW. It's a legitimate sale too. So I don't think you can come in here on the Monday after the sale's finished. No, it'll be and on. just the say, hey, yeah, it, it, hey, they play fair. There's a deadline. There's a deadline. You need to be here by the so end of business on in. Sunday. If, you want to, uh, if you're interested in a lovely, lovely BMW, and there are some very exciting models and shapes well, that Nicole, we see of the cars. Nicole Livingston will look magnificent in a Berwick BMW, mm. the GM of women's footy. It's been a big week for the AFLW with some seismic stuff going on, and the boss has been good enough to join us. Oh, excuse me. G'day, Nick. How are you? Very well, thank you. Let's talk about AFLW in a split second. How many BMWs has Moneybag Gaze bought while he's there? <laughs> no, yes. no, no. Well, I... Uh, no, I don't. I wish I could, though. You know, it's a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful car vehicle that they're presenting here. He doesn't part. He doesn't yeah, part yeah. with his. He doesn't part with his uh, no. the dollars that freely. I don't no, have any know, like you. You know, very days, well. I know him. You know him. <laughs> hey, geez, it's been a big week, and it's uh, more news yeah. today about um, the evolution of the drafting structures that are that are um, existing in AFLW. It's been a big week for the league. Yeah, it has been a big week. So we've been really pleased to make some announcements this week that. As we work our way towards Season 8, it gives our 540 players and those new players that may enter the league uh, later in the year just some surety. So um, we've been able to finalise the terms of the player movement period. So that kicks off uh, next week, the 1st of March, um, with a, a new priority signing period. And uh, that is um, giving our last four expansion clubs in Essendon, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide and Sydney Swans uh, some ability to, to have some movement in their lists to be able to attract players. And it's uh, as I know you know, Andy, there's a scale in terms of what clubs can uh, have how many yep. players taken from them. But it's about competitive balance of now an 18-team competition and a national league. Well, so, hang on. Yeah. But, Nicole, on that, it, like we were trying to go through it, and, and I guess the first one is, well, how much of an incentive is this for it? And, and actually, how much will they do? Because to, to try and wedge a, a player out of a particular team, uh, it's going to be difficult mm. anyway. And two, uh, is, it, is it really just robbing Peter to pay Paul because you, you, you're not really expanding the, the, the pool. You're just taking from uh, one club and giving to another. But we're also moving talent around to be able to have the league more competitively balanced. So um, you, will, you will know, um, Drew, given um, following mm. W, that we had some pretty big score lines in Season 7. Um, so we want to make sure that any club can win at any time. You know, some of those results, as you know, um, you know, Crows versus GWS, 97 to 1. 
uh, that Melbourne West case game was was 78 point differential. So we want to try to make sure that you know those top four clubs as well that have been uh, really in our grand final or in our finals for the last few years that we haven't mm. been able to dislodge any players from there that that we actually start to have a more competitively balanced competition. Nicole, how much how prevalent in all of that? Um, and you know, there, there's there's something there's obviously something understandable that, about what what you just explained as a theory, but. In terms of the fabric of clubs, like Collingwood supporters have grown to love Chloe Malloy. She's become, for little girls who have attached themselves to the Collingwood AFLW program, Chloe Malloy, there's a lot of number two jumpers that you see at Collingwood Games down there at Vic Park. And yet she gets a huge offer to go to Sydney and you can understand why she's taken it. Was there, and we're going to see, you know, another 12 of those before this is done, I'm sure. Um, how much of a, was that a conversation about messing with the fabric of what these clubs have already established? The fabric is very new, though, Andy. So, yes, I agree with you. We've had uh, seven years, six years and seven seasons, and, you know, people have got used to seeing particular players wearing particular Guernseys uh, and playing for particular clubs. But as this competition starts to evolve and we had a 94% pay increase for season seven, it means that there are more opportunities for players to actually make a living out of football. Uh, When we first started, they were state-based drafts and we did that protecting the players because obviously the wage, uh, I think in that first year, the average wage was something like $8,000. So, um, you know, from a tier system point of view now, um, we have players on the current CBA, which is being renegotiated, earning $71,000. And that's almost 72. That's without any of the um, service agreements that they could have with clubs or employment opportunities. So Mm. to actually have these opportunities now in a league that is maturing and growing and, and, you know, to have more opportunities. So that's the other announcement we made today was that for the first time, players can actually tick a national box. So if they want Mm. to be available for any of the 18 clubs in the upcoming draft, they can tick that national box and they're available to be able to move, move around to any of the 18 clubs. So, so just uh, so we get a bit of understanding of it, that previously, what was the, the situation that you uh, you had to be in that state or in mm. order to be drafted to a, a team in that state? Yeah, we had a couple of exceptions that took place in the last couple of years. Obviously, Montana Ham uh, was Victorian and she uh, selected to uh, move up to Sydney. So that went through a list committee and was approved. And prior to that, we had Charlie Rowbottom, who was Victorian and asked to, to go up to the Gold Coast because her grandparents are up there and she's a surf lifesaver as well and she wanted to have another experience. So previously, if you are a Victorian player and you've come through the pathways of Victoria, you needed to nominate for that that state-based draft. So likewise, you know, WA, you could you could nominate for West Coast or, or Fremantle. But now you can actually tick the box for the upcoming draft uh, and be considered for any of the 18 clubs. Have you been given any indication, Nicole, as to how many players will access that the national pool option not yet Um, draft nominations have not opened yet and we think that this draft for going into season eight will actually be a relatively small draft given that we had two seasons last year and in season seven we actually had 17 year olds for the first time playing aflw which we've now closed that loophole so you need to be 18 to play Um, So the talent pool for this Season 8 draft effectively will be the same talent pool as Season 7. So it will be a smaller draft this coming season. Um, But then Season 9's draft will go back to, you know, regular programming and be a much bigger draft with the talent that's come through on offer. 
Hey, Nick, and I like it. I like some of the adjustments you're making. seems like a, a natural maturing of the competition and, and how you're uh, making those calls. Uh, just on something uh, that's interested of me as well, with this, all this talk about the expansion into Tasmania and the new venue mm. and the AFL going there, yeah. is the AFLW completely aligned with that? So if a, a new t- team comes into Tasmania, does that automatically mm. mean that there will be a new AFLW team coming into the competition as well? If it was successful, yes, it's a, it's a club licence. So the club licence at the moment, um, obviously with 18 teams in the final expansion that we've taken place, every club has an AFL and AFLW licence. So if it is successful in Tasmania, yes, it is AFLW as well. And last one before I let you go, speaking of stadiums, uh, how big was the news out of um, Sydney today with the New South Wales government partnering with the AFL and tipping in 15 million bucks to develop that show ring oval at uh, Moore Park, which is going to be used not only for the Sydney Swans, but grassroots through to elite level development of women's footy. That, that could easily be overlooked, but that seems like a fairly significant announcement. Uh, thank you for picking it up, Andy. It is a game changer to have that government um, in New South Wales invest into the show ring. This is going to be a game changer for football in New South Wales for the Swans. It is, I don't know if you've been there, the new training facility of the Swans is the best going around. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, and now to be able to just walk down the street, and it's almost like having a procession through the main square yeah, to walk yeah. down to the show ring and play a game. It's going to be incredible, and it is a game changer for women's football and football in New South Wales. It's heading in. Uh, it's heading in some uh, bright new directions in a real hurry. Women's footy. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us, and uh, we can't wait to see what the mm. signing period looks like. And I can't wait to see how many players tick that national pool box. It's going to be quite something. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, guys. All the best, Nicole Livingston, GM of Women's Game Footy. Game changer, Andy. Well, it's a big deal, Keith. It's seven minutes to four.